this has been an eventful summer so far. We are halfway through it, and it seems like action is popping off every other week. From the social media remodeling, to the strikes happening in different areas for different stipulations, to the content creators finding a loophole to break through some big moves of moving across on all platforms. Lloyd. Cousin. How's your summer moving so far, fam? Freddie. Uh, 2023, the summer has been amazing. There's been a lot going on. Um, that jam that you played at the top of this yes, is sir. one of my favorite songs of all time. Um, it's my favorite song from the Hot Boy era. Um, man, I need a Hot Boy. That one is a joint, man. That is, <laughs> that's a classic. Summer vibe. What? Yeah, that one. That one. That one. Yeah, but we got a lot to discuss, um, and I'm looking forward to it. Now, first off, when this happened, <laughs> I felt like social media was in a frenzy. Lloyd, how do you feel about Threads oh. <laughs> <laughs> and the impact it made when it first dropped? Man, the thing is, it, it, when it hit, it, it seemed like it, it, it had quite the storm when it dropped, right? It was the combination of, like, Facebook and then, like, your um, Instagram feed. They would merge, and then it was uh, Twitter's competitor. And it seemed like it was exciting when it dropped. There was a lot of energy. But the but the app was not fully developed. Uh -huh. It wasn't ready for all of the things that people were ready for in a new app. Yeah. And because Twitter was so, I don't know, it's it's the grandfather and it has everything that everyone needs. Yeah. Um, I feel like it's clear that there is a space for a, a rival for, to Twitter. But man, I just feel like that app wasn't ready for launch yet. <laughs> it wasn't complete. Now, in the first two to three days, though. Yeah. Everybody was posting their threads yes. in the Instagram stories. Yes. So you had no choice. But to, but to get but on. To, but to check it out. But to, you were forced <laughs> to be voluntarily uh, involved. If not, you were going to get left in the, uh -huh. in the, in the purview. And that's why I feel like there was energy in, uh, yeah. initially because people were tired of what our friend Elon Musk was yeah. doing with uh, Twitter now X. And they were looking for um, a substitute. And there was a lot of positive energy and commotion uh -huh. around Threads. Now, why do you think people don't give more new things a chance? I know to settle in. Freddie, I, I wish the energy was there because uh -huh. when I got on Threads, I, I was very optimistic. Yeah, <laughs> but I was missing a lot of the flushed out features that Twitter already has uh -huh. on Threads. So, if Threads was more of a developed app, I think it would have been a much easier way to keep a lot of that, uh, yeah. those those people who are on there. Because I do have one, uh -huh. but I don't use it anymore just yeah. because. Everything that I do, I'm so used to doing on Twitter, which is now X. And, um, yeah, it just wasn't it wasn't developed all the way. It seems like it was rushed. Now, if you post something on threads, do you take that same thought to Twitter? Do you take that same <laughs> thought to Instagram? It's like... You're cross-pollinating yeah, your thoughts like, across... It's like, so if you come apps. up with something creative, can you put it on another app? Or does it only settle for that one app? <laughs> I, I, I think that's the conundrum that, yeah. that this new app is is adding on to the problem that we have now, cross pollinating. Uh -huh. Because now, Freddie, you're, you're responsible for. <laughs> let, 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 let's let's rattle them off. So much Facebook, yes. Instagram, mm -hmm. Twitter, TikTok, Threads. There's Discord, mm -hmm. uh, uh, Twitch. Uh -huh. um, Indeed. Uh, oh my God! <laughs> Indeed, right. These are all social media <laughs> platforms that you have to take of yeah. one piece of content and cross-pollinate because you don't know what audience is going to yeah. uh, respond to it uh -huh. on which app. Uh -huh. And that is a study in and of itself because um, trying to find success on social media that way is, is like a needle in a haystack. Are we not exhausted? Freddie. <laughs>
Freddie, you post on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. You have to make sure that it's ah, uh, and you have to you have to pin it yeah. so that people can find it and they can find the trilogy. Oh my gosh, it, it's a job in and of itself. It's a lot of work. Absolutely. Now within these apps, there's two guys that will not stop going back and forth. That's Elon Musk uh-huh. and Mark Zuckerberg, the billionaires. How do you feel about them fighting? over a national platform about I, who's in charge. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> over who's the better billionaire. Yeah. I think it is so apropos. It is so Americana for you to be a billionaire, to have the world at your fingertips, and to be worried, one, about another person, and then, two, literally throwing jokes at them and wanting to get in the fisticuffs over the name of pride and vanity. is so American because while they're doing that, the rest of us are... <laughs> <laughs> Try, behind the try, scenes. Uh, yeah, uh, we're trying to put our nickels together to Tailgaters. make sure that we can save up for anything um, as a generation. Um, yeah, I, I think it's I think it's hilarious, um, and I think it's terribly sad, um, but it's a sad state of affairs in America right now, isn't it? Now, I saw a picture of Mark Zuckerberg, and he was training with some of our cousins. Uh-huh. What is going on with that, man? Is this a side quest, or is he trying to go pro? <laughs> I feel like the neck, in their in their quest to uh-huh. be like the perfect human beings, yeah. or to um, uh, uh, to preface uh, perfection, yeah. um, working on the human body and being as physically fit uh-huh. is something that uh, Zuckerberg has really been getting into. So he was working out with, with our cousin Izzy, yes. uh, <laughs> the MMA Top middleweight notch. champion who is uh, 23 and 2, uh-huh. a fantastic kickboxing striking champion, one of the best in the world, um, one of the greatest fighters of all time. Yeah. He, of course, employs him to teach him how to strike <laughs> because he's looking to punch Elon Musk <laughs> in his face and he uh, employs the Aggress- best. Aggressive. So he went down to New Zealand. He was working out with uh, uh, Israel Adesanya, yeah. uh, Alex, uh, Alexander uh, Volkanovsky, who uh-huh. is the middleweight champion, basically the goats he uh-huh. hired to just, just a training session, and he put out the media, um, he put out the content, because, you know, as uh, content is king, uh-huh. so it was looking like a threatening message to Elon in his camp, because uh, Zuckerberg is getting ready, and uh-huh. he looks like he's damn, like he's in damn good shape. And how easy was it for him to just reach out and be like, can you come train with me? Cousin. <laughs> as you've as you seen on Izzy's um, on Instagram, yeah. I'm sure he was paid a pretty... Yes. Penny, because uh, those are <laughs> private workouts, uh, and to bring in his cameras, the, uh-huh. the the Zuckerberg's team, I'm sure that he was uh, rewarded uh, financially very well. Yes, um, it was a big to do because I would like to do a favor for a billionaire, wouldn't you? <laughs> it's content for the both of them too, man. What? Yeah. If Zuckerberg's team reaches out, and he says, "Hey, man, we know that you're the best. <laughs> Can we come down there, film yeah. some stuff, roll with you, put yeah. on a gi, um, and make some content?" You lose what do you sleep think? over it. What? <laughs> What connects exactly? Power. I was, was going to say because uh, you and I know yeah. that your net worth is uh-huh. directly tied to your network. Of course, and having uh, Zuckerberg in your in your phone is um, a powerful uh, a powerful get. <laughs> Indeed, it is. Now you mentioned that Mark Zuckerberg he looks fit. Ooh. Anytime people talk about the summer, they be like, I'm going to get my summer body ready. He's and right. His, all of that. He's, he's he, is, he has unbigged his back. <laughs> ripped, I mean, he's Freddie, ripped. You know this one. So it leads me to my next question mm-hmm. about haircuts. Oh, yeah. Because you know, <laughs> the haircut could change your day. It could change your week. You could have the worst day. You go get a haircut. Freddie, <laughs> if you're looking for success... <laughs> It starts on the top of your skull. <laughs> yes. You and I both know that yes. a great haircut yeah. can supercharge you and, and give you superpowers. Invincible. <laughs> For 48 hours, that's usually, that's usually, you know, the norm. If your barber is incredible, maybe yeah. 72 to 96 uh-huh. hours of pure 
uh, cranial perfection. Yes. It makes you confident at work. Necessity. Your girlfriend responds to you. <laughs> the, the birds are chirping. The dogs are barking. The, 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 the trees are, yeah. are, are, the air is clear. Yeah. Everything is better uh -huh. when, you, when you have a crisp haircut. It doesn't matter the hairstyle that you have. Dreads. Uh, 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 a Caesar, Baldy, the line, line up a Baldy. If you, if you if you just ball, if you just line up um um the goatee, yes. as long as it's crispy up top and you're feeling your best, there's something special that 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 you can't describe. Yes. with that feeling. And and with haircuts, mm -hmm. barbers are changing their prices. You can argue all you want, Freddie, but you will still go. Now, Lloyd, <laughs> this, this is a good question for you. Yeah. What do you think about this barber charging $1,000 for a haircut? Freddie, that's, and, and for everything, for, for all the goodwill that I described, yeah. right? The way that your girl responds to you, yes. the confidence that you have at work, mm -hmm. there is a price attached to that feeling. Okay. Now, what the barbers are saying now is that they're including in the price of their cut okay. the awesome feeling that you get for those residual days, uh -huh. and they want to be compensated for those days as well. So what was... Uh, uh, I don't even know. A hundred dollar cut is now a thousand dollar cut, and if the occasion calls for it, and that barber has that resume, that skill, and someone says or suggests yeah. X, Y, and Z, yeah, the towels come out. Apparently, there is a unit. There is a place. There's places on this planet. Yeah, where where, where gentlemen are getting thousand dollar cuts. Yes. And walking away proudly. I, I can't imagine it. I, I, I pray to get in that tax bracket. Uh -huh. I pray for that problem. Yeah. But where I sit right now. <laughs> How much you paying for a haircut? Freddie, I'm paying 40 for a haircut. Yeah. And, yeah, and, my, and, my, and my barber is my blood cousin. Pretty. That's how I'm getting that, that price. No when I tell people, they're usually paying $50, $60. Yeah. And then tip. It's going up. Freddie, and then tip. That's, that's double what the cut was. Uh-huh. And who's responsible for that? But who's arguing? Exactly. Ready? <laughs> you gotta get a haircut hey. unless you lay yourself. What? He's told me that he's had to shake, he's had to shake him down. He's a hood, you know, he's my most hood cousin. Yeah. The thug tattoos in the whole joint. He said he's had to shake down thugs. And his his clientele, Freddie, you go on Booksy to book him on, on, on Tuesday. He's booked for the week. No calendar? There's no calendar for the week. He's booked. And I said, cousin, you hit yeah. him over the head with these $60 prices. And they pay. He said, that's what a good cut costs. They're either going to get it or they're going to get an inferior cut. Yes. And no one wants to yes. walk around with an inferior cut. And barbers gotta get their pay because they make you look good. And you know who else is trying to get more pay? Who else? Actors and writers. Man. Striking for better residuals, better stipulations. Yeah, it's the biggest story in Hollywood. It's why yeah. you're not seeing actors on uh, red carpets. That's why you're not seeing as many commercials. That's why you're seeing literally no promotion yeah. because these two sides are on drastically different sides <laughs> and the strike has been here for, I yeah. believe, almost 100 days Same now. Same in LA, just moving up and down. And it's they're out there day, day in and day out. In the heat. 95 degrees. Um, uh, NBC and Universal Studios yeah. cut the uh, cut the trees down so the sun is beaming down <laughs> on these. Cut the trees down. My gosh. <laughs> they are out there. They are out there. Monday through Friday. And you know, another thing I noticed, bro, uh, some of the actors are coming out and they're showing us their checks. They're showing us their residual checks. It'd be like 40 cents, 3 cents, 2 cents. You look in the comments and you see people, why don't you get another job? Come join the rest of us. So how do you feel about, you know, some of these actors showing their, 
They're pay stubs. It's, it's a, you speak to you speak to both sides of the issue uh-huh. to find out that so many of not even like A level actors, yeah. but B or C level sitcom yeah. regulars uh-huh. are not getting qualified or uh-huh. quantity residual checks for some of our favorite TV shows. It has been terrifying not a-list though yeah these are b and c just regular yeah. sitcom and, uh-huh. they're, they're, and they're not making enough yeah. to make ends meet uh-huh. for some of our favorite shows like lost in yeah. the office and um uh just shows that you're you, you're you're used to seeing uh-huh. um those residual checks have not even worth a taco bell <laughs> meal burger. and you're like yeah. for that episode that yeah. made me feel that way you mm-hmm. got compensated this much mm-hmm. while the studio is making billions on end for all yeah. the repeat plays that the show is going to have mm-hmm. has been terrifying yeah. but then to see you're absolutely right in the comment sections often so how the common public is not on their side and they're saying yeah. such disparaging things like get another job when mm-hmm. you're saying they're on a set for you know 24 <laughs> yeah. hours um to get in that position you have to audition for hours on end auditioning does that's and, not a job and beat so many people, people auditioning out. is tough man. i'll be auditioning i'll be like god Freddie, i thought you, that was a good audition Freddie, you ha- in order to be a star you <laughs> yeah. have to become a star in order yeah. to become a star you have to budget for a star in order to do that you have to put all the uh the steps <laughs> necessary to, to be found yeah to, to be a star none of that is free yes to start from the bottom and make it is uh, terrifying. And, and to see your your fellow Americans, your, your fellow man, not have the same empathy for people in this genre because yeah. of they think of only um, all actors as A-listers, as yeah. all actors as multimillionaires, is terrifying, but it's part of the branding, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's because they know that they have kids. They know that they have mortgages and that they have bills to pay. Those bills, man. They never stop. But you know what? Another thing I like, though, is that even the A-lists are coming out and they're striking because it's all one organization. Mm-hmm. As a total, the show needs everybody, whether it be the snacks, the catering, all of that. All of that stuff is important. All of that, the entire cast and crew. So to see yeah. actors, um, and this is and this is a great way to get um, uh, good PR on you because The Rock came out and said that they gave a, a historic seven-figure donation um, to the writers and actors. That was great PR. Now uh-huh. you're seeing actors like Brian Cranston. Um, damn, I just seen the entire phenomenal actor. Yes, and I just seen the, the entire cast and crew from the uh, um, Parks and Rec. And you're seeing more and more big actors give these huge donations in the name of Robert Downey Jr. Yes. In the name of solidarity with the actors, mm-hmm. it gives such great PR. It gives such uh, positive momentum because that money is hopefully going to help these uh, actors, writers and producers keep their lights on because uh-huh. you and I both know the bills don't stop. But when you're getting <sighs> such uh, support from the actual A-listers, yeah. um, it can help, um, man, stave off some of the pain that's coming with yeah. the strike. And uh, I'm watching a lot of interviews, and some of the actors are networking with the writers, which is also another good point for new shows when the strike is over. Are you kidding? Right <laughs> now, there's yes. so there's so much intermingling. There's yeah. so much uh, networking. Um, there's so much um, cross-pollinating because yeah. now all these people, they're on one line. Uh-huh. All these people from all these different industries. Um, yeah, absolutely. It's going to be, it should be fantastic as long as you don't find anybody who is willing to cross that line, yeah. right? You're looking to make sure that everyone stays on the same side because mm-hmm. when this thing is over, and it eventually has to be over, of course, there's going to be some fantastic projects that come out. And I'm glad you mentioned that because I saw a Deadline article and they said they're bringing back Comic View, uh-huh. which, I mean, it, the way it came out, it's just like, oh, <laughs> it was, there's, there's things going on in Vegas. <laughs> it, was, it was clear that yeah. there was, <laughs> was some... Clear. Behind the yeah. works to uh-huh. do. Um, yeah. It looks like they have a star-studded cast that uh-huh. is looking to 
it willing to lend some credibility to it. Yeah. Uh, and it looks like Mike Epps is uh, supposed to be hosting. Uh -huh. So hopefully it can garner some great favor because yeah. that's a show that we that we grew, grew up, up on and made yep. us want to become stand-up comedians because yeah. we got to see people who look like us uh -huh. telling our story in uh -huh. real time. And it just goes to show, like, once you built a name in Hollywood, you could do stuff like that. Because Kevin's just like, hmm, I want to bring this back. I will just so resuscitate this. <laughs> There is a complete there is a complete nationwide known brand yeah, uh -huh. that if I resuscitate will will bring views to BET. Mm -hmm. Um it will uh hopefully uh, garner a new generation of mm -hmm. up and coming qualified talents mm -hmm. and give them the opportunity to blossom on a national yeah. stage and pursue their own stardom. I think that now like more than ever, it may not even be so much about Hollywood. Yeah. It's kind of about just getting popular exactly. and then uh -huh. sort of like building your own machine for yourself. <laughs> Great you <and> segue. <laughs> you, you and your own team, uh -huh. right? You find maybe three or four guys who are yeah. uh, like-minded and talented, yeah. some editors and some developers, uh -huh. and you go to work. It's on you. It's on you. You build the <laughs> They're build... basically, basically telling us it's on you. <laughs> you build the machine yourself. Yeah, uh-huh. And you, and you mentioned, you know, building your own following, which is what we mentioned a lot on here. Mm -hmm even though it's not as easy as it looks. But there is one person who built her following and has made a way for herself in the podcast Space. game. Yeah, sure. In the comments are saying she's out of nowhere, but her following wasn't out of nowhere. Right. She just transitioned. Her name is Bobby Althoff. I'm sure you guys have seen I knew it. it. <laughs> My gosh, I was going to say. Well, how, do you, say how do you feel about her rise and how she's, you know, making all these connections? Well, <clears throat> it's it's... It's new. Yeah. It's, it's a lot to digest, but uh -huh. her you're, you're absolutely right, right? Yeah. Her following was already there. Her people who already not liked her and knew her and identified with her was already there. What she stepped into was a new genre, a new realm. Uh -huh. And with that new attention, she brought in her crowd and was able to capture the attention of our crowd, apparently, because <laughs> she is on the lips and fervor of everyone, yeah. and it seems like it's out of nowhere, but if you ask her people, uh -huh. they're like, no, she's been here, and yeah. this is what we like. Yeah, and seven episodes in, and she's already made a stamp, which is very hard for podcasts. <laughs> podcasts to go like 400. She's had some of the biggest <laughs> yeah. guests in hip-hop uh -huh. in on her couch, yeah. and in, in what looks like a bed or something, yeah. and she had... <laughs> Funny Marco, uh, like I, I want to give, yeah, I want to give kudos to her team yeah. because what she's doing is she's getting all these sensationalized uh -huh. acts yeah. that are very eye popping, uh -huh. eye catching, yeah. and eye drawing. Yes, and now it's worked brilliantly yes. because now she's on our podcast and 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 now we're talking about her <laughs> nationwide. She's brilliant, and, and that's the thing. Like she figured out a way to get attention from the masses, which seems to be the key and all these rappers that are going on they're seeing those videos too and be like hmm well I guess she's made a name for herself a lot of traction is coming her way so I'm gonna get traction as well but why do you think rappers in particular are so comfortable going there as opposed to another platform that we all know right <laughs> why do you think they're so comfortable and laughing and <laughs> I think it's so all yeah. I think it's very interesting that like yeah. uh Man, I forget his name. His name is Elliot Wilson brought up on his podcast the fact that Drake and other urban acts yeah. will avoid urban media platforms uh -huh. like uh, The Breakfast Club, yes. um, Hot 97. Um, they, in, in, in the name of going to these more jovial, um, less threatening um, podcasts, because to see Bobby Altif have access to Little Yachty, Drake, um, and now uh, by trusting her... Offset. Interviewing Offset. Yeah so soon in her podcasting career is makes her literally seem like an industry plant. <laughs> hey, 
That's but she plays along with that. And she absolutely yeah. does because she is a troll herself and yeah. she seems like she is very comfortable on the internet and uh-huh. uh maneuvering around it. Yeah. So like this is um all like working out for her because she's like able to monetize it. Yeah. Like this is fantastic for her. Uh-huh. Because when you get our attention, right? Bobby's getting rich off of all this stuff because now she's she's literally like disrupting the culture because they're going to her and not to um other media outlets uh-huh. and she just got here. Yeah. Um but I feel like they know when they go on her podcast yeah. They're not going to get the intrusive questions. She's going to keep it lighthearted, and she's not going to have the same information mm-hmm. to press them in a way that, you know, Elliot Wilson and other members of the culture, Charlemagne the God, they definitely would if they went on those podcasts. Asking those tough questions. Yeah. Now, another person who is rising on TikTok and is able to monetize it in regards of summer tours and concerts is Matt Reif. <laughs> <laughs> That guy is selling now up to like 2025. That so dude. How is, do you feel about his rise as we close this one out? That dude, I'm, I'm, I'm inspired by yeah. his because he didn't skip any steps. It was mm-hmm. <laughs> from the ground up. And his first foyer into urban media was with uh, Nick Cannon's Wildin' Out. Uh-huh. And he was a pretty boy, white boy over there who had the strict jokes. We're very welcoming. We're very nurturing. If you can be organic and respectful around us, we will always extend a seat at the table uh, for you if you're not from the culture. We are very welcoming. Mm-hmm. If you're if you're a good person and you're good-natured... Open arms. Open arms. <laughs> it's yeah. fine. Like, yeah. it, you know, we, kind, we, we are the ones who don't see any of that nonsense. Yeah. And... His talent is being able to um, tell quick, um, poignant jokes yeah. from a point of view of a white guy who is unafraid. What he's been able to do since then yeah. has explode on TikTok, <laughs> yes. has explode on, on the national scene. Yeah. And now his, his shows are, they're only him. Uh-huh. And now he's able to bring him and his boys out. Boys. <laughs> um, and now he's doing some more national media like yeah. uh, Theo Vaughn uh-huh. and uh, the Joe Rogan podcast. I think it is, um, I think he's tremendously talented. Yes. It is um, hard work and consistency. And yeah. he built his brand from the ground up. And I love seeing him prosper. Yeah, I think we all like to see people build something from the ground up. And then when it pops, it goes to show you like, <laughs> this is a route for anybody. <laughs> It can, it can, when you, when you see, yeah. you have to see his story and go, uh-huh. damn, he is good. He is funny. He is talented, yeah. but he did do he did the work. He did the work and he's young. Yeah. And I saw him <laughs> do it. Which is even more respect. Like. I saw him do it. Yeah. I don't even think he's hit 30. And I've he's, seen he's him doing do all it. of that. So you just got to give credit Where to those absolutely, absolutely. content creators or mm-hmm. artists who are able to cross that bridge. Now, this has been a very eventful summer with a lot of action, <laughs> but there was one video that I saw and it was Cardi B throwing her mic back into the audience. Lord, as we end this out, what do you think about some of these artists with this you started it energy I'm going to finish it as we close this out for this summer. (laughs) That um, uh, interaction was hilarious because she was in Vegas. I believe she was hosting a show at the Ah Tao. I forget the name of the pool. But, Uh, yes, she was on stage. She was rapping her song. And as they do, they they did the the voiceover thing where they're playing the song as the rapper's rapping. So the song keeps playing Uh during this unfortunate interaction in which a woman who is sitting 
um, uh, below the stage. You yeah. can see her rocket the uh, contents of her drink, and they spill all over Cardi B in her gown. And uh -huh. Cardi B reacts like anyone would. Yeah. First, she identifies, but then she has a rocket for an arm, and she has impeccable aim, and she beans the girl <laughs> with the microphone Tom, and the girl next to her. Tom Brady throw. Yeah, it was immaculate <laughs> aim. It was a masterclass in, uh -huh. if you mess with me, I'll mess with you. It was uh, brilliantly viral because there were so many cameras, there were so many great angles, and then right after that, she goes to go on and dance. Um, it was just one of those moments that um, of the summer where yeah. you had to be there to see it, and uh -huh. it was fascinating and it was fun, but uh -huh. good for her for standing up for herself. These people can't just bully you yes. and do whatever they want just because they decide to. Exactly. Good, for, good for her. It seems like people are staying dangerous out here. <laughs> Even in a safe space. It's we're only halfway through the summer. I'm sure there's going to be more that we're going to talk about you know on a future episode. <laughs> Lord, any last words in regards to closing out your summer and where we take it from here? You better have fun. You only have half of the summer yes. left. Live it up. Get outside. Um, make memories. Yes. Enjoy yourself. Stay safe out here. It's real serious.